Dakota the other day was like, my mom just re-signed up for movie pads. <laughs> What's wrong movie with you, pads? Glenda? What's her name again? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends will submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as two or one of us explains to the other two or one of us the entire plot of a movie. <laughs> uh, the entire plot. And today's movie of choice... The entire plot. <laughs> the entire plot. Today's movie of choice is... Fargo. Fargo. I feel like you have to say it with an old oh, Fargo, yeah. Oh, Fargo, yeah. Oh, did they talk like that? In it's video? Fargo, yeah. Oh, man. Kimmy's not even ready. Kimmy's I guess not, not ready. I guess not. I keep turning, so I, I tell my coworker everything just because I'm like, you need to know my inside jokes or else oh, I can't gosh. get along with you. Oh, so I, I always turn to him now and I go, oh, yeah? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Sounds like a good working relationship. You know that one? Oh, you yeah. Know, so the most recent time when, um, <laughs> when you and I were forced to go see Escape Room, Kayleen. <laughs> Kayleen and I tried to go see the last movie on our Oscars to-do list, uh, Green Book. And we got to the theater and they said, you can't see Green Book. They went, oh, you're trying to see Green Book? Fat chance, bitch. And we, we had already <laughs> bought tickets and they said, nah, you can't go. Theater and, broke. And I was like, excuse me, Courtney has a bag full of pretzels. Um, and so we ended up, they made us go see Escape Room. It was either you can come back another day and cancel your plans as friends, <laughs> and also throw away all the pretzels in your bag, <laughs> or you can go see a new movie. So we decided to see Escape Room, and then we came up with this hysterical bit about why the movie Escape Room would exist, and about how people choose... The where and the why to kill people, and mm. just just how dramatic and entangled that entire movie was of just a, a, a deranged escape room artist saying, "I'm so mad people love escape rooms. I'm gonna make an escape room they'll never survive." <laughs> Spoilers for Escape Room 2019. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we ended up coming with this hysterical inside joke. It's long winded and just too much. And then I tried to explain it to Kimmy, and I made it about halfway before I was like, you- I don't think anyone wants inside jokes explained. <laughs> Are you talking about the the James McAvoy Only criteria, one? <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah, they won't get it. No, no. But we're hilarious. Cut, is what we're cut, saying. Cut. Cut. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's what we're talking about today. But for the start of each episode, as this is this is still only episode two of our podcast introduction. Uh, was episode one. Mm-hmm. When episode one, we introduced everything. Um, would we like to start today with some more movie Q and A's? What uh, would you like to start with before we jump right in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Let's who? Let's do some like, like who's the director of this film? The Coen Brothers. Ooh, yeah, it should be Coen a Coen Brothers. Brothers question. Okay. And what's your favorite Coen Brothers film? Um, I will pull up a list of their. I was gonna say, please help me. <laughs> yeah. I'm only going to say the ones that I think you would have even seen. Okay. Raising Arizona, Barton Fink, Fargo, Big Lebowski, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, The Man Who Wasn't There, No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, Serious Man, True Grit, Inside Lewin Davis. I didn't know they did Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, I did know that. Wow. Unbroken, whoa. Unbroken, they wrote. My goodness. But they also wrote with four other people. Um, Bridge of Spies, Hail Caesar, Suburbicon, oh. and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Okay, of all those. Okay. Um, I think my favorite Coen Brothers film... 
Gosh. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's Fargo. It's Fargo. Yeah. Um, and, and pretty much all week, I've been wanting to... That's the lie. For like two weeks, I've been wanting to watch No Buster. Country for Old oh. Men. No, not Buster Scruggs. No Country for Old Men is on Netflix right now. Mm. And I just remember being at one of those, like, you see it once and you're just wowed by it. And it's it's like a crazy film that I can't remember many details of, but mm. I really liked it. Um, but uh, yeah, Fargo is, is what it seems like. I like yeah. True Grit. I liked Inside Lewin Davis. I better be pronouncing that right. And Lewin I like Davis. Yeah, Lewin right. Davis. Mm-hmm. And I like No Country for Old Men. Um, but Fargo, man. Kimmy? Is, is Inside Lewin Davis the one with Justin Timberlake? No. Yes. He's oh. in that. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not the go-to person for that movie. <laughs> Adam Driver, though. too. And yeah. Oscar Isaac. I haven't Oscar seen Isaac. it. I, I, just, know. I know that That's JT's mine. in it. My favorite Coen Brothers yeah. film is Inside Lewin Davis. Ooh. I really haven't seen that many Coen Brothers films and to be honest, I really didn't like Inside Lewin Davis very much. Oh. I didn't either. But I love, I love the music. Oscar Isaac, and the music is very good, mm-hmm. and he is just uh, a goat. He's, a goat. <laughs> it's, it's a period piece, too, and so you're just watching him like on old-timey New York subways mm-hmm. and wearing... Is he wearing like, a bow tie? No, it's not, not that, that old-timey. Suspenders. I shouldn't have said old-timey subway. <laughs> okay. It's like no. the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing like flared pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's set in nineteen sixty one. Okay. Um, and it, I just a big chunk of the plot revolves around a cat, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's is, a kind of a crush yeah. your dreams movie, which I, oh. you know, for for my lack of Coen Brothers films knowledge, I hear is very prominent in many mm-hmm. of the films where there's not really a happy ending. I'm seeing that, and I'm in looking over their their filmography too. Yeah. Mm. It's. And and it's funny because you you have a lot of fun watching the movies. Yes, that's yes. kind of a big part of it. Um, but especially Fargo. I mean, that's that is not like a oh great wonderful. It kind of starts off and you're like oh this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it takes you by surprise in that yeah. way because I think they're not campy, but they are. Oh, I wonder what a good, what's a good like term or a word you would coin them with? A dark, dark dark comedy. I definitely... Dark, the, dark, dark. That seems excessive. Dark, <laughs> as, in, dark as in bleak. I, well, I okay. definitely, I definitely, like, group them with Martin McDonough. Like, they, mm. they are the type of comedy where They're it's American not... American Martin McDonough. It's not silly comedy. It's like, you gotta think about it and it might ruin your day comedy. <laughs> so since this is our first episode with our format wherein we explain movies, uh, we're gonna start with the person who has not seen the movie, this time around, Kimmy. Trying to explain to us what she thinks the movie is. Yeah. What is your impression? Well, um, I guess it's been a long time since that movie's been out, but Mm -hmm. I don't know hardly anything about it except for that Frances McDormand is in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And she plays a police officer, I think. Oh, you already know so much. Oh my god, you know the spoilers. I do. (laughs) No. Spoilers, Frances McDormand plays a cop. And that, uh, and you said once that they talk like the people in Escape of Denimora. Oh, <laughs> so I guess yes. that can be um, some kind of comic relief in a. It is big time in a um, yeah. every even like the. Oh, I don't want to jump in on you, but like even like the you know there's there's scenes that open up at a crime scene and it's mm, just yeah. Oh hi Margie, how you doing? Oh yeah. wow, we really got one here today, don't yeah. we? Wow. <laughs> and you're supposed to take it seriously, but at the same time, it is 100% there for comic relief. It yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. And okay, well, um that was actually one of my assumptions was that there's going to be murders. Mm. And I, you know, going with the 
Coen Brothers theme, I assume that there's not a happy ending. And that's literally all I know or suspect about this film. Do you know who else is in the film? Yeah. There's a big guy that you like. Really? Yeah. He's in a show you love. He's in a show I love? Mm -hmm. You love this show. I do? Yes. It's a show neither of us have watched all the way through. Is it Game of Thrones? No. No. Is it... (laughs) Is it... You're failing. You're, you're failing make... at Kimmy trivia right now. <laughs> it's just there's a lot of shows on my plate right now. Kimmy doesn't know Kimmy at all. <laughs> well, I guess I'm more Kimmy than Kimmy. I talk about the show a lot. And you, yeah. here's what you he do. Has, you walk he in. has our celeb. The show has our one of our celebrity crushes in it. Does it? I feel lost now. I'm very lost. That's not one of my celebrity crushes. Like yeah, in high school, um, when I watched War of the Worlds. <laughs> Tom Cruise? No! <laughs> I do not like Tom Cruise. I need that on the record. Can you guys give no, me a better hint? You walk out here constantly and you go, oh, if there's any show I could be on, if there's any show. Handmaid's Tale. No, oh, that's true. Never mind. I failed at Kimmy. Dude, no. you I think that we Kimmy. can agree that everybody's failed at Kimmy tonight. Yeah, it's shameless. Oh, I was going to say that. So who is but it? you didn't. Who do you think is it? Um... The guy, like the guy. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm not, I'm... William H. Macy. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So William H. Macy's in it. Isn't Martin Freeman also in this? No. No. He's in the TV show. Oh, okay. oh is he? And he oh. plays, so the TV show is three seasons that are all their own stories, and Martin Freeman in the season one is the William H. Macy character. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They kind of look similar, honestly. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't know anything about this film, so I I'm excited to hear what she, you guys have to say. She said her... Her family owns this movie. Yes. And that she's, like, kind of grown up with it in her house. Yeah. Even though she hadn't really seen it. No, I definitely didn't watch this till I was an adult. But growing up, um, because my family's huge on Drop Dead Gorgeous, too, which is um, a mockumentary about a beauty pageant in Minnesota. Mm. And so the huge joke of it is how everyone talks in Minnesota. And I told you, um, the wife in Fargo who gets kidnapped... She's, well, she's also in Drop Dead this Gorgeous. This is on purpose. We're going to spoil the whole movie for you. Um, so Drop Dead Gorgeous and Fargo, like, I just can remember those. And I'd watch Drop Dead Gorgeous so many times. But Fargo, I just, my mom would always quote it. Apparently mm. my mother, I think she might just be a huge Frances McDormand fan. Because really? That's a good she fan loves, to be. Is, I mean, yeah. she doesn't talk about her. But she, reading? no, she loves Almost Famous. That's like my mom's favorite movie. Oh yeah, she's the mom in yeah, she's the mom in that, and my mom quotes that constantly, and then she would also quote Fargo constantly okay. in just talking like this and then saying <laughs> things, and so oh, I talked yeah? like that all the time growing up. Awesome. Yeah. What a good childhood memory. If yeah. you ever like win an Oscar or something, you get to have that speech like Sam Rockwell where he was like, my daddy took me to the movies, and you get to be like, my mama used to talk to me in an accent for no reason. I think if I were to accept an Oscar, I would talk about how my family only spoke to me in movie quotes. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's just our, that's our language. Yeah. Um, so I knew about Fargo, and I knew how they talked, mm. and I did not know the plot of it. I did not know it was about murder. Mm. So I'm, I'm right. Yeah, there's lots about of murder. murder yeah. There's lots right. of murder. I, going into it, I, I think I heard about the show first, and then I was like, oh, this is based on a movie, and that made me very, I feel like, if anything, it made me not want to watch either, because I went, oh, well. That's too a- much content. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, movie and a show? What do I do with that? And I was like, uh, so I think from what I heard about the show, 
I was like, oh, murder mystery in the snow. <laughs> oh, yes. I do also know that it's in the snow. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. all I... I, I, I got I, the bare minimum here, guys. I can North picture, Dakota. like, mm. the, the frame where they're, like, down in the snow. I feel like there's blood in the snow. And I was like, oh, murders in the snow. And then I was like, oh, it's based on a movie about murders in the snow. <laughs> Definitely was under the impression that there was... And you know that the show and the movie were one and the same, so. I can't oh. believe that Murders in the Snow <laughs> was not a contender for the title. <laughs> so should we move on to maybe we've, we've covered who's in yeah. it? So we said Frances McDormand is the lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's married to, uh, the, oh man, what's John his name? Carroll. Is that his real name? It's a three-namer. I know she he's in Crazy married. Stupid Love. That's that's my Shoot. big pull. No, he's in Zodiac. That's the main takeaway. That, John Carroll Lynch. That's She's married to the from Zodiac American Horror Killer. Story. Right? Yes. yes, and American Horror yeah. Story. Playing, oh, what was that plays, clown's name? I don't know. Was, <laughs> Bing Bong is coming there. <laughs> <laughs> Bing Bong? I know that's the clown <laughs> from <laughs> Inside <laughs> Out. <laughs> that's a scary name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bing Bong? Isn't that the name of, like, the pink guy that's from the, Ralph? No, she no, said it's the name of the elephant, the imaginary friend. It's the That's name what of I'm the... thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bing Bong's a scary Bing name. Bong, the murderous clown. I'm sorry, that totally works. <laughs> okay, his name was Twisty the Clown. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, John Carroll Lynch is her husband. <laughs> and then William H. Macy is married to the woman I said who's an actual Minnesotan. Minnesotian. Right. Um, and then Steve Buscemi is playing a hitman. William H. Macy hires yeah. him. To kidnap his wife so that he can extort her dad for ransom money. Because he's like this son-in-law who is not seen as anything special. And she Mm. comes from a very rich family and he wants the money. So he pays Steve Buscemi to kidnap her so that he can uh, get ransom money. And pretty much just everything spirals way out of control. It's a real zero to 60 movie where Uh all of a sudden you're like, that escalated quickly. Great. It's like... There's this scene where, so it's Steve Buscemi and this other guy who looks like John Bender. Wait, we should start from the beginning. Of the movie? Yeah. Shouldn't we? This is kind of the beginning. Okay. This might be their beginning. Because, like what she said, so, so do you want to, you set the scene for the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the yeah, movie? Yeah, when they yeah, come I mean, to the bar. It's a summary, right? Oh, the beginning of it, fine. <laughs> <laughs> beginning of the movie, Steve Buscemi uh, and his partner... Who, who is, is like a blonde Peter John Bender from Breakfast Club. His character only has, I think it was, it's something really small, like ten lines in the whole movie. And he, but he's in it a lot. And he never says more than a sentence at a time. Hmm. Um, whereas Steve Buscemi is just chat, chat, chatting away. And they're partners. And they're such an unlikely duo. And it's mm-hmm. never established why they're together. And they, they don't really know each other. They kind of just met for this job, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, Which I love, yeah. that kind of dynamic where it's like... It's interesting. It's kind of like the Home Alone dynamic where you have, like, the goofy guy but they're, and then... They're, they fit together. They like them yeah. together. Like, dynamic-wise, yes, but Home Alone, they're, like, best friends mm-hmm. <laughs> doing crime together. These guys, it's really nice because it's so clear that they're on totally different pages. Mm. That guy is just on another level. Like, that guy will just shoot you in the face for no reason. Yeah. Whereas Steve Buscemi... Not his has game. Has a soul, a little bit. Yeah, he's got a, a little bit of soul. And they're just, <laughs> like, the guy who doesn't talk is just so straightforward. And all he cares about, like, are pancakes. It opens with Steve Buscemi and him in a bar waiting for William H. Macy. And he arrives an hour late, and they're just bickering at him for that. And he says, you know, I want you to kidnap my wife. Here's how, here's why. And they say, great, we'll do it. 
Mm-hmm. And then it, I think it cuts to, to Marge Genderson. Gotta say, I yeah. love Steve Buscemi as a hitman. That's pretty funny. It's pretty, he's pretty sick. And it's it's pretty new in his career, too. Yeah, yeah. He was a baby. It's not, he it's was a baby. very, very pre-Boardwalk Empire. My gosh, he was on that show? Yeah, he's like the lead. Oh, I don't watch that show. I don't either. <laughs> I just know it's about, like, I don't know, people getting killed, right? Um, yeah. I, I would say the first scene after that that strikes accord with me because we don't really see Margie 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 until after murders have been committed yes so the scene that strikes accord with me is when they go in to kidnap the wife because oh, they dark. blow it they blow it they like American come in, animal style American <laughs> We've blown that movie twice. Yeah, <laughs> they botch it like to the nth degree. Yeah, you know it's she's she's literally sitting on the couch and Steve sees Steve Buscemi going like this in her window trying to look in, and she's like she's like he's, I'm he's sorry wearing a ski mask <laughs> yeah. too, and she's like what is happening? Who's looking in my window that's made of yeah. only glass? And then he starts like <laughs> punching the window. She's like maybe I should get out of here. <laughs> and it's a major bummer too because she she tries to run. Yeah. She's very clumsy. <laughs> clumsy to like a a fatal degree to Several where times. she yeah. she like does all the right things. You're really on her side. You're like she's going to get away from these guys. Yeah, go you. She hides in the shower. Oh, the bad yeah. guy f- realizes she's in the shower, so she attacks him with the shower curtain, but she's so clumsy that she gets tangled up in the shower curtain and falls down the stairs. And then she's, like, at the bottom, like, knocked out. And you're like, is she... Did did she just die? I thought she, she died. died. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So she far, didn't... this movie is, like, five five out of five stars. <laughs> she yeah, didn't it's, it's die. Really I'm really I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm watching it with Courtney, and I'm like, wow, she just... And I'm pretty sure, because I'd only seen it once several years before, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure she dies. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I go, Courtney, she's dead? And Courtney goes, yeah. Because, spoiler, she does die. Later on, she yes. does, yeah. And I totally remembered her dying then, and I was like, yeah, that's how she goes. <laughs> like, their kidnapping plot does not work anymore, and it yeah. doesn't work later for other reasons. Um, because it's a Coen Brothers movie, and nothing works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we've got Marge, who's just a police officer, um, and she's pregnant and oh, she's um, pregnant in she's it? pregnant the whole movie her husband brings her fast food it's very cute it's it's adorable they're just like the most wholesome couple it's very pure. and like he'll come to visit her on her lunch break and i, I read a thing that said the coen brothers asked them to come up with a backstory together Aww. and their backstory was that they both met on the police force they were both cops but then when they got decided to to date and get married they thought it would be bad for their job, so they decided only one of them would continue on as a cop, and Marge was the better one, Aww. so he decided to take up painting, and I was like, that's so cute. That is so cute. And so, oh. like, he's a painter the whole movie, like, and he's... Like, the two of them made that up? Yeah. Aww. And he's like, it, they're just such an, it's such an odd world, because, like, his big thing, and he's he's a very small character, you only ever see him eating with Marge, like... They're eating constantly, and it's really funny. Like, they, they go to, like, soup plantation. They go to Arby's. <laughs> they eat breakfast together at 4 in the morning. Um, Which, that, to me, is, like, that's the most crazy thing. He's yeah. not doing anything at 4 in the morning, and he wakes up to have breakfast She got you? She got called into work, it's and so he, nice. he gets out of bed and makes her eggs. That's such a sweet, like, slice-of-life scene. They're, they're really, really beautiful. really cute, the whole movie. And he, like, is a painter who's trying to win this painting contest to have... <laughs> 
he paints ducks or something right. or birds and he wants to win um this painting contest so that his bird painting will go on stamps right <laughs> but then you know he he wins it in the end but only like a bad stamp. For, the, for like, the it, add-on stamps. The add-on stamps. Like, the two-cent like two two stamps. stamp. So, like, it's and not he's, even the main stamp. And he's, like, stamp. so sad, and she's like, Norm, look, if someone bought the 40-cent stamp, but they, now the stamps have gone up in price, they're gonna need your little stamp. And he's like, I guess so. And, and I think he's, like, eating while yeah. saying that, and it's really cute. They're she's, just a pure, She's pure like, couple. no, they need you. Yeah. yeah. They're really sweet. They're a good slice of life. Um, yeah. She's also just a very... Very cool character. She's strong. She's uh, in People, a position. Everyone of, respects her. Everyone respects her. Um, she just there's this one scene that is so amazing, where she's out on the road trying to solve this murder, and somebody sees her on TV that she went to high school with, mm. and is like, "Oh my gosh, wow! I can't believe that you're you're like around. Like, do you want to get dinner with me?" And she's very happily married, but she decides she's going to, and so she goes out to dinner with this guy. And he is a psycho, and he's sitting across from her at a two-person booth for maybe ten seconds, and he's already creeped out everyone in the restaurant, including us. <laughs> including us. And he gets up and comes to her side of the booth and is like, is it okay if I sit here? I just want to be closer to you. And she goes, actually, I'd prefer you sit over there, okay? And like, <laughs> she's like, get out of my side of the booth. Yeah. So, anyways, she's she's got she's a well-rounded character. Yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. Um, William H Macy has welcomed this hell into his life, and Mm -hmm. it blows up in his face in so many ways. So many people die. Um, Mm, We should tell the story of um, what happens when they get pulled over, because that's like the instigator. You tell that. That's a really good one. So I hope I remember it all right. But basically, the girl we find out girl didn't die. The wife wife lady didn't die yeah she's in the back seat she's under like a tarp or a blanket or something so the two guys are driving the car of the car the getaway car the hitmen yeah Yeah. hitmen have her like literally just in the back seat there's she could get away but they're they're gonna kill her if she tries so again steve Buscemi is way more the calm one like i don't think his intent was ever to kill anyone whereas the other guy's kind of like i gotta do what i gotta do i wouldn't call him calm though he's very hyperactive he's pretty the other guy's really laid back i would say he's the more level-headed one the other guy's the other guy's a a straight-up psychopath yeah 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 and i mean that as somebody who's who's researched psychopaths (laughs) (laughs) like he he has no empathy yeah so, they're driving along, whatever, with the girl in the backseat, like, crying, because, you know, kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And as you, do. as you do when you get kidnapped. So, then the sirens come on, they get pulled over, mm-hmm. there's, like, this banter going on with the cops, you're like, is he gonna find out? Whatever. Just he ask them the to cop get out asked the car. Him for, the cop asks him for their license, and he goes back to the, to the cop, uh, he goes back to his car to run their plates, mm. comes back and asks for the license, and Steve Buscemi tries to bribe him. Mm. He tries to hand him money and is like, maybe we could just... And that's when he says, get out of the car, and he shines the light in there and sees the woman. Um, right, okay. Yeah. And then the other guy shoots the cop, right? Immediately. Yeah. He just immediately just takes control and shoots him and just does not yes. even care. Other guy shoots the cop, then they're like, what do we do? This is the first person we've killed in the movie. Yes. So they're like, what do we do? Steve Buscemi... He, he basically is like, Steve Buscemi, you need to drag that body away from here. Dumbest idea ever. It's Let's also be snowy. honest. 
it's yeah. it's just pure snow so everywhere. There's so so much they're dragging evidence. like they're dragging like a dead body yeah. through snow. A car drives by. With a guy and a girl in it. No, they're, like, really young, too. And I yeah. think they're wearing, like, fast food employee outfits or something. It's like, sad. They're teenagers. And so yeah. then, mastermind, not Steve Buscemi, the other guy, is like, mm, gotta murder those assholes. No Floors way. it. Immediately chases after them. Yeah. Runs them off the road. He goes he's, up. And, he's yeah. chasing them, and they know he's chasing them, so they are driving so, like, erratically that he doesn't even have to do anything. They get in a car accident on their own. Probably because, like drive on black ice or something. Yeah, because yeah. they're driving so fast, like in the snow, in the dark, and their car flips over. He ends up shooting both of them, and they <gasps> both die. Wow. Yeah. So now three murders. And in now, one location. now is when we see Marge Marge Gunderson uh, yeah. show up to the crime scene, and it's it's a little comedic relief of her talking to like a <laughs> a sweet young deputy it's so casual guy too, who just. He's not the seasoned police officer she is. He, like, yeah. pukes during the scene, and she's yeah. like, I have morning sickness, and I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> she's chilling. Yeah. Um, and then we cut she's back to, like, we cut back to William H. Macy. He's, he's, uh, he's gone to his father-in-law and told him, my wife's been kidnapped. Your daughter's been kidnapped. Here's the ransom note they left me. It says, don't go to the cops. You need to help me. You need to help me. And... And they're like, we're going to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, are you, we should stop midway and ask you, do you want to watch this movie? Like, are we leading you down a path that says, I want to watch it? She seems pretty interested. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested. So I don't want to give away everything, though. We have to. Yeah, no, we, I, oh, I, we I have to. A minute for the podcast, guys. That's the podcasting rule. I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> okay, well then I want you to ask us questions. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I'm feeling like the, you know, dead body count is gonna, you know, go up. I'm feeling like... Steve Buscemi isn't gonna make it through this yeah, movie. Yeah, make some predictions. Oh, you don't make think Steve Buscemi's no. gonna make it through? What um, do you think? I'm feeling like Frances McDormand might not make it to the wow. end of this movie. Um, uh, you guys already said that the wife dies. Yes. Yeah. What? Um, okay, I would like to hear your theory for how Steve and how Frances are gonna die. Well, you know, I assume Frances is does it in pursuit of the killers, and. You know what would be dope? <laughs> if the two killers kill each other. Ooh. <laughs> or something, you know? Like, oh. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> or, so, or something, you know? I don't think that That they, happens. That happens? I'm right? He. D- I don't think he is the one who kills who Steve. Who does he end up? Doesn't the, doesn't the dad kill Steve? Because he shoots him in the neck? And then he makes it all the way back to their safe house. And then the crazy guy sticks him in the wood chipper. No, but I think he does There's before a wood that. chipper. Hold I think on. He does before that. There's a wood chipper. There's a wood chipper. There's a wood chipper. Oh. And, and she says, I think that's your partner in the wood chipper there. Doesn't he stick him in the wood chipper? He does, but I think he was dead way before then that. Then how did he get his body? I don't remember. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he kills him. I don't remember. It's good to know that I have <laughs> scholarly minds depicting this movie for me. Yeah. Fargo, Steve Buscemi wood chipper, the autofill that comes out. <laughs> well, I know he goes in the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, he kills him, though. The partners do kill each other. Good job, Kimmy. One point for Kimmy. Yeah, I'm yeah. killing it. Killing I'm it? I'm killing, killing it. it. <laughs> You're wood chipping it, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like everybody dies. That's what I'm getting at. Um. All right, what else? Love it. <laughs> Can you tell us about the Minds of Warrior again? <laughs> I don't know watching Lord of the Rings with Courtney, and she's like, weren't we just here? I'm like, no, this is Rohan. 
That's Gondor. I said and like, don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, that's Gondor? Yes. Kimmy... And what? he went, oh, Gandalf. Yeah, Kimmy, Kimmy has never felt more love in her heart or more hate in her heart for me, I think, than when I suggested we have a Lord of the Rings marathon. She was so down, and then the entire time I just complained about Frodo. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean... And talked about my sweet baby boy... Gollum. Dude, he's the best baby boy. He's, he's the best character. Villain. Hobbit okay. Part 1 is the best movie in the Lord of the Rings Get out of my house. <laughs> Honestly, people who don't have any sympathy for Frodo... People who don't have any sympathy for Gollum. He carried that way longer Gollum than Frodo. He's a slimy, conniving backstabber. Gee, I wonder why. That's exactly what Frodo was like, and he only dealt with this for like a year. Frodo's he was not so like annoying. <laughs> Clearly you don't hike, Courtney. This is a <laughs> year hike that they went on barefoot. Uh, Sam was perfectly okay. pleasant. I get it. Frodo was like all into fitness. Okay. <laughs> Arbon hashtag fit life. Frodo. So, end of Fargo. Margie shows up. Drives right up to the house. Boom. Wood chipper. The wood the chipper's guy, yeah. running and she comes up and it is just a splattering of blood. And he oh he doesn't even notice her. Yeah. She waltzes up, and he's on like the the third like uh, limb. Or limb. Yeah, she like waltzes up. She watches him literally put in like a full leg or yeah. arm, and she's like, eh, eh, excuse, excuse me. She's got her gun and yeah, she's, she's yelling like at him. pointing, and she's uh, like, can, can you can you stop? And then he goes for like number three, and she's like, it's it's really good sound editing because when he when he goes to stick the other leg in, he has to stop shoving the one leg in to reach for the other one, and so it's just a moment of silence with her yelling, and it's it's really cool because hmm. it's then he turns to her, and then uh, it was a real escape at Dana Moore situation of her shooting him, him running. And her having to aim properly to shoot him. Yeah, yeah, she got him in the leg. Also, she's pregnant as hell with no backup. Yeah. It could have just been, like, a standoff between the two of them, Anyways, but he you're runs. wrong. She lives. Oh, she does. I'm she glad lives. I was yeah. wrong. It's yeah. very nice, because I think she it was been so great. too, too dark to kill our hero and a pregnant woman. Well, I think yeah. the fact that they made her pregnant was, like, that's way too dark to kill yeah. her. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that might be it on our summary, and we can always end by saying... Will you watch it, yes or no? Yes, I definitely want to watch it still. <laughs> I mean, I went into it thinking that I still wanted to watch it. I've just never had the effort to hmm. want to take that on. And Yeah. I Are there know. any other questions that you have where you're like, wait, there's a gap here. I don't... It kind of sounds like it's a happy ending for the main character. It pretty much is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, good job, Cullen Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I certainly want to watch it. Pretty good. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay, well, good job, you guys. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to put it on my watch list. What is at the top of your guys' watch list for the next coming week? Hmm. Well, because the Oscars are coming up, really trying to see Roma and or Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, I would yeah. like to try to stream that. I want to do that and At Eternity's Gate to see those best best actors. Oh, that's one with Willem. Yeah, yeah. I want to see those. That's not at the top of my watch list, but... But Oscars are so soon that Oscars it, like, so is. Soon. Yeah. Um, I feel very happy having gotten to watch Book of Eli today, because I had been yeah. wanting to watch that for months. Yeah, um, that was a good one. And now, I think I want to watch No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that, dude. Yeah, I think I want to watch that. I've been trying to watch Synecdoche, New York for, like, oh, months and months that? and months. 
It's Philip Seymour Hoffman film oh. that my boss has been trying to get me to watch. He claims it's the best movie ever made. Do you know anything else about it, or you're just really, I really excited don't know because anything he recommended it? Yeah, he recommended okay. it. He wants to have discussions about it. He like That's cool. tells me every day to watch it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, only if you watch Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> he hasn't seen it. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, and yeah, I think that he would like it. Um, it's always hard when people give you recommendations. Yeah. Because you don't want to let them down, but also, like, you have a life. He also <laughs> said it's really long. It is. And I I just... Oh, you've seen it. Yes. Oh. I want to sit down and fully appreciate it and take it in so that I have proper, like, discussion topics to talk about, and I just think that's a huge undertaking. I, I would say if you watch it, you need to turn your phone off. Okay. <laughs> this next bit is about things we've watched recently that we want to recommend to the audience because they... Uh, have recently impacted us. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there to watch. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what have you watched recently that you want to recommend, Kimmy? Mm, I don't know. What's made me cry lately? <laughs> <laughs> you should watch um, <laughs> You on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a trash show. So hey. bad. It is so bad. But if you're <laughs> trying to go to sleep at night, you need something to fall asleep to. That doesn't require you that much brain power. You should read the book, you. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch that. Because Ten Badly is pretty good. Ten Badly is pretty good, you Everyone guys. else is pretty crap. Everyone else is pretty crap. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of things I've watched recently. Um, I did very much like... This wasn't the most recent thing I watched, but I did very much like the documentary about Orson Welles. Uh, which was called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. And I haven't yet watched the, like, sister movie to it, but the documentary centers around the last movie he was making before he died that never got released. And didn't they just release it, too? And they did, on Netflix. So you're wow. kind of meant to watch the doc and then the movie, or the other way around. Orson Welles would have no conception it's of called, Netflix. It's called The Other Side of the Wind, the movie is. Well, that sounds good. On Wednesday, I just said, you know what? I'm going to watch my favorite movie. I'm going to sit here in the dark and I'm going to cry. And I watched Arrival and I felt better. Aww. So, I recommend Arrival. It is such a good movie. That movie makes me cry as well. Oh, yeah. And I I found, like, a new part to cry at. Like, I... Which is funny because that that used to be what Titanic was for me is I would watch it and every time I would cry at a new part, like, I would cry when Jack and Rose met. I would cry, uh, like... That happens when in I the, watch Lord of the in Rings. In the You're So Stupid, Rose. And then oh, I'm just, that's in, a good the, part. in the end, um, I just, I would cry constantly. Um, and then that kind of started happening with Arrival, where <laughs> I cry the second it starts. Oh. Is that, that song? That song on the, on nature, the nature of, of Daylight. Daylight. The so second good. it starts playing, and the establishing shot is just so good. And the movie comes full circle by doing that again. It mm-hmm. ends the same way it begins. That's so <laughs> nice. So that's what I recommend. Mm. Um, we don't know what we're going to record next week. Um, I would like it for Kimmy to explain a movie. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you should brainstorm some stuff. We'll leave that to her. Yeah, it can be either something only you've watched or that you know only one of us have watched with you. Yeah. Or you can ask one of us to watch a movie with you. Do that. Maybe. We have, like, a whole week. Stay tuned to find out. Thanks for listening. (laughs) All right. Bye, people. (laughs) Didn't we do it? You, You do it. You wanted to close it. Thanks for watching. Listening.